You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Seaman, and my faithful co-host, Graham Trainer. Here's Grammy. All right, better, closer, warmer. We're working on it. I like the I like that one. Do you, do you know why I did that? Because one flew over the cuckoo's nest was filmed in Yellowstone. I don't know. That's 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 not a bad guess, but guess what today is? Guess what today is if we time travel, Massey? Um. Oh, it is Friday the thirteenth. This used to happen way less in my memory as a kid and as my memory as an adult i'm like these happen like every other month so it's not as freaky as it used to be i don't know i feel like i would have cared more as a kid i would have looked forward to them and wanted to watch horror movies and now they kind of i think it's because you you don't really care as a kid you're just you go to school and you play sports and then you you know try to drink beer try to try to get some or whatever on fridays but you don't actually like care about the work week and with the work week you start realizing, oh, some the day, like a date is on a Friday, and you're like, oh, it's Friday the 13th. So you're just aware of the date more when you're working. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, I can adult. get that. I remember watching, and uh, shout out Manson Brooks. There's no chance that this man lives, listens to our show, but hopefully. Um, I remember one day in Manson's basement, my brother Troy, Manson, and I watched like 10 scary movies like, and that included the jasons and maybe uh what's the one with the mask scream and we watched scary movies all day and all night on friday the 13th maybe not all day maybe we we're at school but we started right after school ended and like st- stopped watching like midnight did you go to bed that night or did you pee did you pee the bed no no no, no. why would you why would you even ask that <laughs> you eat pieces of like for breakfast that's not what i said it's not what i said um yeah i've got a i want to do a huh go ahead no 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 lead the way on friday the 13th i was trying to reel that tangent back in speaking of speaking of uh modern day horror i saw the the i couldn't find any any gorings this week sad emoji no Uh, i saw the the illinois woman who was taunting the bison she's going to get a ten thousand dollar fine and up to one year in the clink. I love it. 10 G's. You thought that vacation to Jackson Hole was expensive? Try getting her try getting in the way of nature. That's that's going to be a little more expensive than your hotel room in Jackson. You're going to be hanging out on Pelican Bay. Yeah, I think they go to like this very nice prison. In fact, Yellowstone has been uh they showed something on their Instagram They're like we have the nicest prison in the lower 48. You're like, "Okay." Sweet. Who does? Uh, Yellowstone. Apparently, keep it. They keep it uh, pretty clean up there, and the meals are pretty good. So, one year in that clink, I think you're good for it. Now, if you go to Gillette or wherever, if you go to Gillette, I think that's a different story. Oh, or Gillette, Ra- yeah. or Rollins or wherever our prison is located. I did I did three to five in Gillette, bro. Oh dang, dang! I hope <laughs> you are right. Yeah, I'm right. Um, it's the one. Speaking of wildlife, yeah, you saw no encounters. So that is, I'll go ahead and remind our listeners, we are 1.9 on our over-under. Our over-under is listed at 2.75. I'm thinking the over is going to hit. We got what? 
20 days. Is that right? Till Labor Day? 20. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, I mean, Taurus, y'all better get busy. Three weeks and a, three weeks and a, and a holiday weekend. I've noticed on my Instagram that uh, because I'm getting older that everyone's kids are going back to school. So I think the I think the tourism here, at least the summer crowd, is starting to tick down a little bit. So I wonder if that's going to have any effect on our over-under. Not that I'm wanting people's school children to get, get gored by bison, but I'm just saying the tourist population has shrunk by those families who have children still in school. No, I didn't. It's eighteen. It's the eighteen and older crowd that I want to get gored. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't mess with the kids. <laughs> it's, there's a there's a bear murder in Montana. I wonder if that's related to the moose that got hit in Jackson. That's kind of like the wildlife mafia. They're kind of, you know, doing the bullhorns or like in Pocahontas when they sing to the wind and the wind carries to Montana. Have you like, ever heard the wolf tourists, tourists, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty tragic situation. Apparently, that bear was guarding a moose carcass. So, oh, oh, a moose carcass. Hmm. Yeah, that's so. I don't know. Interesting when it comes to our wildlife mafia theory, but that's a, that's a tragic situation, and I feel for those who have lost. And that bear was just acting like a bear. Yeah, it happens. And sometimes humans wander into bears acting like bears, and that is not that is not end well usually. Not at all. Um, on a, a, a better note, yeah. Should we start the huddle, or should, or do you have something else you'd like to add? I did want to see uh, if, your, if your dad, Tommy Z, if he can anyway in any way, shape, or form, give us a P ribs update to see if if P ribs like kind of get a little antsy down there in Mobile, coach in high school. If he's going to come back with all these quarterback injuries, that is um, a great question. Yeah, I so know. One thing I go ahead. Thank God the Zeman boys aren't in high school right now with those nine daughters of his. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just marrying the NFL royalty right there. Um, mm-hmm. Little backstory. Philip Rivers, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts, formerly of the San Diego Chargers. And did he make it a year in L.A.? Anyway, he hung up his cleats and has lasted one season as a high school football coach in Fairhope, Alabama, where my parents have retired to and he's already said that he's not completely retired. He got into one fall and was like, I'm not all the way retired when he saw that Carson Wentz got his foot injury. Now, I can only imagine that home life for Phillip Rivers is much different than his NFL life during the fall, and he's wondering, oh, my God, what did I get myself into? Yeah, he's got – I mean, he can – I'm not, this is not an anti-daughter thing. I'd love to be a, 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 I think I'd be a great uh, daughter, daddy. I'm saying having nine kids spaced out amongst your uh, daily life a lot more, not being on the road, not going to do anything. I'm sure he's, you know, drooling at the idea of joining a, like a, a Romo or recently Josh McCown getting in the booth. But if he can, if you I went from, yes, if you went from completely not, not absent, but not fully honed in on your job or excuse me, not your job, but the day ins and day outs of an 11 person family. And you're like, Oh yeah. You know, I've kind of got this really committed job that I have to go do. And all of a sudden you retire. And that is, you go back to the being responsible of 10 other people. And you're like, Holy smokes. How did anyone ever juggle all this? I'm, I'm overwhelmed, so to speak. Yeah, 11, not to mention the cats and the in-laws. 
yeah, I'm sure there's more than we even realize. Then he all of a sudden, well, maybe that's what he was doing when he was like, I'm going to coach high school football. Can't miss practice. Got to be gone on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. Y'all can have me totally. You can have my total focus. You think he tried to attempt like doing an Airbnb for the full high school football season? And he's like, I don't need to be at home. And then his wife's like, you're kind of, it's kind of weird. You're, you got an Airbnb. You should probably stay at the house. And he's like, the house? He's like, oh, God, what have I done? I made a huge mistake. <laughs> well, I wish him all the best. I forget what football team he coaches in Fairhope. Fairhope's not a very big town. I know there's hey there. a team called Bayside. I don't think he coaches that team. Bayside, Zach Morris and AC Slater go there. It is a lot like that. They they go to school right there. I mean, they might be a block from Mobile Bay. Now, Mobile Bay is brown. It's not an ocean. So when you say bay, it's very much a brackish water bay. Um. So, but yeah, I could see him. What if he did coach Bayside? I like that image. Philip Rivers retires, ends up coaching the Bayside Tigers, and takes him to a bourbon bowl. A bourbon bowl? Yeah, I think that's still. I think that's still a thing. We'll come. We'll come up with a good list of quarterbacks or teams with quarterbacks who are very injury prone or i mean which is fine ironic because that's the colts right now and he just left the colts but uh teams that need a quarterback who could come in late season i think roger roger clemens did this once with baseball he was like i'm not playing baseball until september or august and he pitched i think for the astros um so it's kind of similar to that so we'll see what happens but tbd all right. Well, let's huddle up. You ready? Yep. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something that you are stuck on, your quote or question of the week. That's your flex option. So you have four categories, good news, critical number, something you're stuck on, quote or question. I'll kick it to you, trainer. What is your good news of the week? The Dallas Mavericks locked up Luka five years, $207 million guaranteed. That's $41.4 million a year. And, Massey, my question is, would you right now sign a five-year marriage extension with Hillary for 207 intimate date nights a year? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me go back and comment, comment on the Luca thing. If, yeah, you can, if someone paid me to go on 207 dates with my wife a year, yeah, I'd be into that. So you'll you'll the five year extension with your marriage. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty pretty easy. We're, we're both coming up. We're both approaching anniversary. So I just you know just to check in. Mine already Have passed, you. bro. Oh, yours. Oh, yours that early? Yeah. Oh, it, my bad. I didn't bring it up last week. How, on the show. How dare you? Um, <laughs> I know your birthday. Um. <laughs> was this ever in doubt? I mean, the Mavs seemed like they were going bending over backwards to adjust everything to Lucas sticking around. And it just seemed like Mark Cuban was saying, what, what do you want? What don't you want? And Luca went through the offices, pointed at desks and said, you're fired. You're cool. You're fired. He can stay. You're fired. Give me this person. So this is not a shocker to me. What does it feel like in the Mavs camp? So you wouldn't say this is a half baked contract. Eh? Are you just forcing jokes? Quit forcing jokes. I have no what? idea what that's in reference to. It's from half you, – you're saying half-baked, like, F-U, F-U, you're cool, F-U, I'm out. So, half-baked. Uh, that is right. so deep in my vernacular, I completely forgot that it was from half-baked. Well, I've got the microphone up, like, Dave show host or, you know, stand-up comedian, so I'm just, you know, doing my best. Uh, Mavs camp, 
yes, he did get, or Carlisle was like, I'm out of here. I don't know what's going on. This is getting weird. Uh, Donnie Nelson got fired. And then they brought in some guy from Nike or whoever has a lot of connections. And yeah, it's Lucas team. I mean, Dirk's still involved. So if Dirk had left, I would have been scared poopless, but right. I feel pretty Dirk just does charity work. He just stands around and, and nods and smiles and says Dirk a lot. He's not. He knows. He knows English. He, he doesn't just only know his name. <laughs> just just kind of like uh, what's Dirk. 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 And everyone knows what the, by the tone of his Dirk and how he says it, what he means. <laughs> like Groot. Exactly like Groot. Off uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Groot. Like, how dare you speak to me like that? Voiced by Vin Diesel. Family. Mavs are family. Uh, your good news? My good news of the week. I know that Will Muschamp, I'm not sure if you know this, Will Muschamp's on the Georgia Bulldogs. Is he playing? He's, he's an assistant coach. And I was getting a little worried. I, saw, I found this on the dark corners of the internet that we wouldn't see Will Muschamp in the SEC being the sweaty bulldog that he is. Well, good news. Somehow Kirby Smart found a way to like maybe he's some sort of special teams assistant to the assistant. Well, that person doesn't work for the dogs anymore. So Will Muschamp is back on the sideline coaching up the special teams for the Georgia Bulldogs. And we can only assume that these power moves is allowing Kirby Smart to have his man who's got Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp go back to the days of like mid like Toledo or something. You know what I mean? Like a program that size, mid-tier teams outside the Power Five. They coach there, you know. They coach with each other. And so now Will Muschamp and his sweaty self will be alongside Kirby Smart on the sidelines. Great visual I cannot wait to see. Yeah. Uh, is he – Is he? Is, I'm trying to remember if Muschamp's ever a visor guy because Muschamp came from down here in Mac Brown coaching umbrella – tree coaching tree uh kirby smart came from the saving tree you're saying that you're saying that kirby smart and will must have aligned at one point at a different college or you're just you're oh just plenty of-, of times no i mean kirby smart got onto the saving train late and and stayed there a while does that make sense so he doesn't come from like hey, saving's hey, roots hey, gotcha. he came from like he just spent six years under Saban or whatever it was now will Muschamp and kirby smart they started at and i'm just gonna make up a complete complete random team and i can't a uh, ball state or whatever it was and they coached side by side each other there there's the same coaching staffs at florida they shared some years at uga maybe as like graduate assistants and they've kind of been mirroring each other and then like coming back into contact with certain players at certain points with certain teams and then they went they're both like de- kirby went defensive coordinator will muschamp Went from coordinator to head coach of South Carolina, and now he's and Kirby Smart extended the olive branch back to Will Muschamp and said, "Here, not maybe not the olive branch, but like here, here's a welcome hand. You're my buddy. You're disenfranchised from USC because you did so poorly. You can land at UGA, kind of how Nick Saban does his coaching yeah. search and finds all these uh, fallen from grace coaches and lands them in their program. Kirby Smart is doing that with his buddy Will Muschamp." And now, yada, 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 somehow Will Muschamp is, is on the sideline for Georgia, and that's all I'm trying to get at. 
I just, want, I just, I just feel like it's Saturday when I see sweaty Will Muschamp and his red cheeks and his jowls flopping and just looking super intense before the 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 hike, you know, before the ball gets snapped. A special teams coordinator's body is found near Atlanta. Yada yada yada. Will Muschamp is on the sidelines again. Bob's your uncle. Will Muschamp's on the sideline. You're a critical number of the week, trainer. Um, I had a second. Uh, I'll do. I'll do it quick. We were talking about it off the air. A second good news. Jared Smith is joining. Speaking of down south. Yes, uh, yes, I love this. Not South Carolina, where Muschamp crawled from, but North Carolina eight. Speaking of the bourbon, the bourbon bowl. North Carolina A and T State. Uh, he's going to play golf there for the golf team after being an NBA star, won two titles, uh, one, two with one with LeBron. And he's got eligibility because he never went to college. Are you serious? Yeah. JR jumps straight to the league? Yeah, I didn't know that, actually. I was like, huh, can I go back to college and um, have eligibility in whatever sports around these days, uh, scooters or frisbee golf? And I was like, no, I, you got to – the thing about it was that he had the, the loophole of no uh, college credits or whatever – that he has eligibility to play for the golf team. So that's what he's, he's seeking a tour. That card is so interesting. I, I yeah. just had a thought that like, could J.R. Smith make a bunch of money on NILs for Carolina A&T? Yeah. That would be, that is also, it's just wonderful to see that one J.R. Smith plays golf, had no idea. And then yeah. two, he's just like, Hey, can I, can I come get a, a degree and I'll just play golf for you. And I'll, I'll, no one knew what Carolina A&T was until today. And now they're going to be, they're going to receive some sort of notice via ESPN with J.R. Smith when he hits his first like hole in one or whatever. Par for, yeah. or hits, a, hits his, it's his third par to go like, to stay three under, you know? I don't, I don't know. This is some good shot by J.R. Smith. Birdie? You mean a birdie? That's how you get under. Is that under is that good? Is a birdie good and the par's bad? I forget. That's that's good. Um, yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, it's funny because J.R. Smith went. He went. He was such a. He had such a big peak, taking his shirt off and getting drunk at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, great, celebration. Dude. That was great. 16, yeah, 2016 title, and then the next year he accidentally called a timeout they didn't have, a la Chris Webber and pissed LeBron off. And that oh, was like I forgot last, about that. Last time I remember seeing him, so. It's good to see good to see him out there on the course having fun. It's very funny because I thought he would just end up in LA. In the back of my head, I was like, he'll just probably play for the Lakers this year. Yeah. Uh critical number for me though was one for five point nine versus four for eighty four. Yes, I know this, but you're gonna have to remind me the name. All right. So his name is his name is Robert Paulson. His name is Dennis Schroeder. Yes. I, I'm on this this is called Schroeder Gate. I'm just gonna call it Schroeder Gate. Uh, he had the opportunity last year before the season started to sign before their before the 1920 season to sign a four-year contract worth 84 million dollars. This isn't NFL money. This is real money. And this, it's is, already, this is 2020. Yeah, and for what team? He, the Lakers, right? So yeah, for the Lakers. I'm sorry. So to play, you know, to play four more years with LeBron and sign 84 million. He figured he could probably get a mid max or a max, or I don't know what he was thinking or his agent or whoever talked him into this. He decided to bet on himself, respect that. But now he got, um, he tumbled down the 
he tumbled down the tiers of, mm-hmm. of guards in the league and all he could get was a one-year $5.9 million deal with the Celtics. Not bad compared to, you know, what we make, but bummer. This is one of those things where he either bet himself and his agent was really wrong, where he said no. They convinced him to be like, no, we can get more money if you just – if you just play well this year, and who knows, maybe LeBron James gutted his pl- minutes out of spite. You know, we we yeah. know LeBron; he's he's spiteful. He'd be like, "Oh, you really think you're a max player? Well, you're not going to play much when we're failing and to go past the second round this year." Yeah, I'm gonna. He's like, "I'm gonna be petty. I'm not. You were gonna be in Space Jam, not anymore." No, I mean, think about the idea of playing four more years for eighty-four. What's that? Fifteen million dollars a year, roughly. Everyone says eighty four million, but it's some. And they're like eighty four million with fifteen million dollars a year, and you are like that doesn't that doesn't make sense. But it's always something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, poor guy. I feel bad for him. Someone should get fired. There is someone there that should is, is to blame and should be fired. I don't know who it is, but they should go ahead and resign. Just resign, sir. Resign, yeah. sir. Unless he's got like a sweet old grandpa who was like. Dennis, I think you should bet on yourself, son. And, you know, that would be cute. But. He took grandpappy's advice. Um, <laughs> do you have another critical? Here's my critical number. You ready? Yeah. 56%. Ooh. Um, chances. Uh, chances Jalen Hurts. I like all. Is the yeah. Starting quarterback. No. What? What is it? 56 percent of their production that Alabama has on the um, on their team, they're returning. Meaning, fifty fifty six percent of some sort of algorithm that includes starters, yards, running back, receivers, et cetera, et cetera. They are only returning fifty six percent of that this season. The fifth lowest in the country. I think I think BYU is the number one one. Sucks for you, BYU. They're not gonna. They 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 graduated one player, Zach Wilson. They're like, we're down seventy three percent. No one's coming back. It's like, well, it's one player. So we're go ahead. You guys are turning forty, and they went to the Mormon Church. Yeah, missions. That being said, Alabama still is number one in the coaches' poll. I will say they're overrated in the coaches' poll. Can we start that discussion now? Whoa, what? Alabama fan modesty. What is this new segment? No, no, you're you're mixing me up with a regular Alabama fan who thinks they can beat uh-huh. the Steelers this year. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about normal Alabama fan that looks at this and says we graduated our best receiver, our QB, and our number one running back. Where yeah. are we now? That being said, our offensive line is deep. Linebacking core and quarterbacks are good. But on offense, we don't know what the heck's going on. But the but the one the one uh, Alabama quarterback, he's like the highest paid athlete in America right now. So why are they not good? I don't I don't get it. That's because he's the Alabama quarterback. <laughs> That's why he's the number one highest paid quarterback in the college football. Is that because he plays co- he plays quarterback for Nick Saban? Oh, you mean because he, he he's just good on TikTok? He can't throw a nice tight spiral. I assume that he can. But I'm just saying, I'm a little in doubt with Alabama's number one ranking. I don't like being ranked number one. Someone who's been in this position a lot, 
being ranked number one is harder than being ranked like number three to start the season. That's true. That's true. I, I respect that. And you got you got Will Muschamp back in the game with Georgia. You got you got Texas. Texas is always back, and you got OU coming in. Is that is that happening this year? or Is that next year? No, that's twenty twenty five. You know, college Texas, football only happens in decades. Like we're going to play this team in the next decade. Wait, Texas, are you you have to stay in the Big Twelve for four more years? Yeah. That is that is the most awkward thing. I didn't know that. I thought it was just effective immediately. That's the assumption, but because their buyouts are so big, if they were to buy out their contracts at something like seventy million dollars per school, but I bet you they go through one season and they get some boosters and that fine gets paid. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. What is your stuck on for the week? Oh, mine is um the no fun league strikes again. Uh oh. Somebody's mommy called Roger because they're they're uh, cracking down on taunting more this year after a after a thrilling Super Bowl. Actually, the Super Bowl was terrible in terms of the score, but there was a lot of good taunting, and a lot of good fights going on. There was um, I forgot the the safety's name putting up the peace sign against Tyreek Hill. There was Tyron Mathau or Matthew versus Tom Brady going mm-hmm. to each other. I was like, that was that was great. That made the game better, and the game was terrible. Um, that's that's just it's just frustrating that we're we're going back to this like no dancing in the end zone. Oh wait, let's have let's have players celebrate dancing in the end zone. Let's have cameras in the end zone so they can take selfies as a team. And now we're doing this like fake, uh, you know, try to appease. I guess I don't know. I guess this is an anti-bullying type thing we're going for. We're going for like a. I never, I never thought about why they would do this. Like, why is taunting so? Like, these are grown men playing a sport. Yeah, I mean, rarely does somebody take out their helmet because they're they're so heavily taunted. I mean, it's just like I don't think there's extra injuries. I don't think it's it's extra unsafe. I think it's just more entertaining for the for the product on TV, and that's what it's all about. So it's just lame. That I mean, what isn't it like the first one? The first one is nothing, and the second one is a fine, like for taunting cause. And then, like, what do you? Does everyone just know? that they can get one taunting call during the day, game and they're like, all right, I'm going to get this one. I think that would be fun as players, but I'll get one yeah. taunting call. Yeah. That's like the best, probably one of the better things about, I guess, soccer is the yellow flag, red flag system, yellow card, excuse me. Yeah. They're like, I get one of these, I get one of these per game. So I'll just go ahead and take this yeah. one. Right. All right. My stuck on, and this is a subject I'd like to dive into a little bit, but Michael Thomas is a drama queen and the Saints are going to stink this year. They're going to stink, and it hurts so bad. Think, oh, dude. Think about the stability of a Saints fan. Growing up, no stability. Yeah. The last 13 years, is that how long it's been? 14 years? Anyway. What about what about the Aaron Brooks era? Joe Horn, Aaron Brooks, that was fun. No, that wasn't. <laughs> They went, they, went to like, they went to like a playoff game or something. Well, that's the point. I don't want to go back there. We, <laughs> the Saints have pushed for a Super Bowl and getting all like getting all the pieces around Drew Brees, and now they're in cap hell, and they can't crawl out of it. And Michael Thomas, one, their best wide receiver, who I'm assuming is worth a bunch of first-round draft picks, maybe two, I don't think three, um, 
is just raising a stink. Sean Payton is a mad scientist, but inside his formula, Michael Thomas is probably a huge part of that. It comes out that Michael Thomas has been dodging the Saints phone calls to be like, hey, dude, you need surgery. Turns Michael Thomas is being like, no, no, I'm going to do it a different way. It turns out he does need surgery, undergoes the surgery, and it is now publicly clear that Sean Payton and Michael Thomas are odds, and I don't want to see the Saints be in this news media cycle of just downward spiraling as they're trying to figure out a QB controversy, which neither one of them seem to be that good of an option. Yeah, it's a bummer. First off, uh, dodging calls, typical Buckeyes. That's what Urban Meyer taught him to do. Yeah, um, that's protocol. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer because I was looking forward to – I'm really rooting for Janus, and he's in my quarter of the week coming up here. Uh, spoiler alert. I think that it was going to be exciting to see what Janus could do if he had a weapon like Michael Thomas and Camaro, like those two. And then I heard this I heard this Troutman guy is pretty good at tight end. Um, yes, fan, yes. A lot fan, of buzz around him. Fatal State corner. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, I don't know what he's worth, especially with, like, I mean, receivers are worth a lot. Michael Thomas is, what, 28, 27-ish? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, is, it is a bummer to see that this has gone so sour. And sometimes it happens. Like, you're kind of in that right now if – if that actually comes true. I mean, it's, it, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot at stake here. where like the, the, the Cubs are a good example. You're a Cubs fan right now. The Cubs won a world series in 2016 or 17. They had never won one before. That's the Saints fan. Uh, same thing with the Saints in 09 or 2010 Super Bowl. And then they had the Cubs got like to this point in this, in this year where they had to be sellers instead of buyers. Cause they lost like 20 straight. And then yeah. you just have to say, Oh, it was fun once, but now poop's going downhill. So we got to like do something different, but you know, it's kind of at that point where nothing is, I don't think anything's not salvageable yet. And then hopefully Jameis looks good and Taysom Hill, uh, he can go back and play for BYU and then everything will be fine. Taysom Hill, the, the, the problem with that. Okay. Yes. This is me being negative still the problem with Taysom Hill right now is that he's going all in on the QB position meaning he's lost like 20 pounds and so he's not the same force if you were to hand the ball off to Taysom Hill would not be the same thing as if you hand off the ball to Taysom Hill last year we're all I think we're I my brain says Jameis Winston should should lead the Saints this year. And I got really no problem with Jameis Winston. I've just called him the lightning. I'm ready to ride the lightning. But if there's no one there to catch the ball, then that makes it less fun. Right. He always had, like, star receivers. He had Mike Evans, for Christ's sake. Like, that was a awesome yeah. tandem to watch. And now I'm at a point where, like, are we completely rebuilding? Are we – am I looking as – as a Saints fan, am I looking into – college ranks and wondering who the next QB and wondering if they can tank enough and sell Michael Thomas for a couple of first future first round draft picks to see if they get the best QB like this part of being a fan stinks and I've done it before and I've been out of it for a while and just now one of my teams looking down at the cliff and looking at rock bottom is very hard to digest as someone who's had stable fandom for the last uh, honestly honestly a decade yeah 
I mean, it's tough. It's tough when dad leaves. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the Cowboys, you know, <laughs> just saying, I just don't, I just don't yeah. want to be there. Y'all have the QB and you'll have the running back. Y'all don't have the coach and kind of have the you're wishy-washy on defense. If you stay healthy, the saints have the running back. I don't, we don't know about the QB. We don't know about the wide receiver and we know about the coach. So we we're missing two pieces of the big puzzle. And that's just scary to stare at. And we're in cap hell. We, we cannot get anyone. I mean, you're also. I'm getting all worked yeah. up, Trent. I'm hot. It's hot in I here. Can put you, I, I can put you on Uncle G's knee and tell you that not, not that long ago, Sean Payton was a coach on the Cowboys staff. He noticed a young Tony Romo playing catch with Carson Palmer at the Combine. He was supposed to be the next coach in waiting. He got shafted by Jerry. Jerry went with Wade Fart Phillips, and then the rest is history. So a lot of things can work out, and, you know, there's a butterfly effect to all this. All right. All right. All Thank right. you for keeping me positive. I'll try to calm yeah, down. Just, I'll try to calm least, down. Let's at least let's at And least you know what to- else sucks is that I thought Tom Brady wouldn't be any good. I really thought Tom Brady was going to meet Father Time, and now they're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and he's in my division. I didn't have to worry about him and the Pats. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Tom Brady and the Pats, who cares? And now he is next door, and he's owning, is going to own the NFC South this year. Own it. It's going to be his. He might not lose a game in the NFC South this year. This year, yeah, maybe not. But just this year. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Why? <laughs> all right. What is your stuck on? Uh, quote. Whatever it is, I'm all fired up because I'm losing to oh, Tom no. Brady all year. All right, I'll try to cheer you up. I'll do. I'll do my Jameis quote. Okay. And, and I'll do. It, I'll do it in the voice in which the characters he is referring to. All right. All right. All right. All right. Be Bruce Wayne until you have to be Batman. You don't have to be Batman all the time. Jameis Winston. Jameis, Jameis Winston said that. Yeah, I said that. Was he crouching down in a sweet suit before he like jumped off, talking to Kate? Who was in the first Batman? Huh? Ra's al Ghul? No, no, no. The first Batman where he like they recognize that she, she recognizes that it's Bruce underneath the bat suit when he saves her. Kate Holmes? Kate? Oh, Kate. Uh, Batman Begins. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the quote that he says right before he jumps off the building and looks like a complete badass. Oh, and he's like, you got to do some good for this, for Gotham. Yeah, he says something that they, you know, he quotes her. But anyway, that's Jameis Winston's quote for the media. Like, I'm Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that did no, not, no, I do not, not feel no. any better that Jameis Winston is calling himself Batman. Trainer, that did, that made me 0% better. Let me twist it. Let me twist this around or make it make more sense to how we've spoken about how we want to, we both want Taysom Hill to start the year and we want uh james to come in as the reliever yes and then be the savior. so he's saying that he's bruce wayne and Taysom hill is the joker and then he's going to come in as batman and take the joker out as batman how about that does that sound better to you maybe is that something you're interested in <laughs> i just think the only reason i want to, when we discussed this last week the only one I want, reason i want Taysom hill to start it's because I don't want Jameis to start poorly, and then we go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all year. I'd rather have yeah, Taysom Hill start so start poorly, and then just justify Jameis Winston throwing an interception, a, a pick six a game, for the final twelve games. 
Yeah, we're totally in alliance on that. I don't want Taysom Hill to be the Joker. I want him to be. I want him to be Taysom Hill. I don't want him to be a QB. I want him to like have all these weird packages where he's on the field that someone has to account for him, and the defense gets all their head starts spinning. That's what. That's the Taysom Hill that I want. Okay, how about Scarecrow? Uh, Batman begins. Scarecrow. He's kind of like you know he's doing the stuff with the. This metaphor. The, uh... This metaphor sucks. I want my <laughs> Saints back. Damn you, people! All right, I got. I got a quote of the week. Thank you. Sure. Thank you, Lane Kiffin. I'll go ahead and credit this because this is just too good. Lane Kiffin in the SEC. I love it. The, his counterpart, Mike Leach, where are you with the sound bites? I don't know. I want Mike Leach to counter Lane Kiffin. Are you there? Did I lose you? Wait, I'm, did I? No, I, wait, he said he's Lane no. Kiffin's calling. Lane Kiffin's calling out the pirate and asking Leach for sound bites? No, I just said Lane Kiffin, and I forgot about his counterpart at Mississippi State. So with Lane yep. Kiffin's sound bites, the one I'm about to quote, I need a counter, not uh, that it's directed towards Mike Leach, but I need something Mike Leach-esque to just hype hype it up. Just get Mississippi Mississippi going a little bit. But here's what Lane Kiffin said. Bring that, bring that egg bowl back to glory. Thank you. This is what Lane Kiffin said. Quote, I looked like an anaconda that swallowed a deer in response to him dropping 30 pounds before the season opener. Oh, is he looking good now? Well, he's looking a little more like Lane Kiffin. Watch out, co-eds. Oh, damn. Yeah, especially Oxford. Woo. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm just saying. Lane Kiffin got to Oxford and was like, this is unacceptable. I look fat. Or maybe it was just all of us joking about his weight that were like, Lane Kiffin, you do not look good. You're – Games are going to be prime time, and that fat face is all over the camera. Yeah, he was definitely he was definitely doing the no neck like bullfrog chin thing for a couple of years there. And well, you know what? It, it only excites me. I, all my news has been either SEC football or the Saints, and I'm just getting excited. I'm getting fired up. That's because hard. Did you watch Hard Knocks? I did not. Did you watch Hard Knocks? I did. It was uh, I, my my second quote. I'll just go ahead and I'll start out my hard knocks yes. review. Uh, Dak saying, "I'm not coming out this B. I sat last year enough." So Dak's getting a little a little hot and bothered, and obviously he's got an MRI coming. We'll see what happens there. Not looking forward to that information. Um, I guess if it's positive, we'll see. But he's getting a little itchy under the collar, and I'm I'm kind of like he's. Not like in the – I respect that he wants – the whole episode is him – it's him getting hurt in the middle of practice. So that part was very interesting. And he's like – he's trying to like hang out at practice. Mike McCarthy's walking around with his sunglasses and just kind of like, why the hell are you still out here, Dak? Why the hell is the trainer not taking you in? Dak's like, why? You know, I don't want to go back in. Like, I want to do all the reps. And he's just like, please go shut it down. We're, call, we're about to call the – the freaking Texas Rangers front office and ask their trainers for advice on Tommy John surgery, please go inside and do something different. Um, and then there's some cheesy parts that were scripted. Uh, Zeke was wrapping a present for Dak. Um, so it was overall, it was pretty fun. I mean, the football stuff was great to see, uh, but some of the scripted sitcom crap was stupid, just bad reality TV. Let me follow up with a Dak question. You said Tommy John surgery. Are they, is that, the injury that he has, he needs Tommy John surgery. No, it's rare that a. What was the last? There's a football player in the past like five years that had Tommy John. 
it's very rare that a quarterback or a football player gets Tommy and has to have Tommy John surgery. Um, it could be a UCL tear. Um, I'm hoping it's just like a, a long-term strain. I really, I'm still standing by. He just obviously like he's uh, chomping at the bit. I like that Cal- a lot. Cowboy would say, and he's just been like, I want to get out in the field. I want to throw every freaking ball. And then he just overthrew his arm, like kind of like kind of like you coming out from skiing all winter and then playing for the softball team. You start throwing out left field, you're going to start throwing your arm. <laughs> that's that's good. Yes, um, Dak Prescott, you have to love his appetite does that make sense like he wants to take the reps he wants to be there we're a big Dak Dak Prescott podcast I've I loved him when he I'm excuse me I've loved him since he's been in the league and it's just uh it'd be tough it'd be tough to sit two years in a row if you're Dak Prescott is and if you're a Cowboys fan because who's up after Dak because Andy Dalton's now in the Bears are you asking me the backup quarterbacks are I have no idea <laughs> it's not good is it like chase daniel or something he's somewhere in the league it's like somebody named gilbert and somebody named denucho did denucho played behind dalton last year because dalton got crushed by the washington football team nailed it and he had a concussion so denucho had to come in and play he was awful so um i don't know who gilbert is he's the second string now he took dalton's spot but yeah it's pretty bleak I mean, I'd rather have Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, come back and play. All right. So we're in NFL blues together. Speaking of the NFL, um, let's talk about the AFC slash NFC West. This continues our NFL preview until the season starts. Um, Let me go ahead and say that Mac Jones got a standing ovation tonight when he entered the game. And this is exactly like my Friday headline. Here's the headline. You ready? Mac Jones excites in first NFL preseason possession. He like threw three completions and there was a drop TD pass on like basic defenses that they're not going to show you anything exotic in the preseason. And everyone's very excited. Who, who dropped that damn ball? Oh, I don't know. Probably, probably some guy trying to make the roster. Well, he's probably cut now with belt knowing Belichick. He's on a bus somewhere else. I, the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm, I'm trying to protect Mac Jones from the hype. Does that make any sense? I want yeah, Mac I Jones to succeed. I just don't want people to be like, oh, he's the next Tom Brady, and be like, no, 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 no. He's a rookie quarterback. Much like Phil Rivers is with his daughters, you're like that with um, Alabama quarterbacks. Very protective. Very. <laughs> yes. <laughs> be nice to my – leave Mac Jones alone. <laughs> Um, oh there's so many questions surrounding him too i mean we'll get into it when we get into his division but there's so many questions surrounding too like anyway fitz magic was kind of the man and anyway but let's yeah last week it uh sums up i think both of us picked green bay come out of the north be the only playoff team maybe you had the vikings as a playoff team they both had um we both had Ravens and Browns coming out of the AFC North as playoff teams. Okay, so this this week is the AFC NFC West. Let's start with the uh, let's start with the NFC. What do you where, where do you want to start there? Sure. Uh, you can start. The, we'll start. I'll start at the bottom. So right. at the bottom, I, I got the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, uh, Cliff Kingsbury last year because they're going to be nine and eight or eight and nine. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll be. This will be the only division. I'll just say nine and eight. I'm start finally getting used to 17 games. 
in the map. Um, I think the NFC West, the only division where every team will be above 500. You can't be at 500 anymore, so you can't do the Jeff Fisher special at 8-8. Eight eight. So the cards are 9-8. Uh, 49ers, I have an 11-6. and six. I think Trey Lance comes in sooner rather than later, and I think they have just an amazing roster around him. Uh, I got the Seahawks at 11-6. and six. They're tied there. We'll do tiebreaker. Seahawks uh, won both games against the Niners. And then the Rams at 12-5 at the top. Okay, so you went Rams, Seattle, Niners, Cards. Yeah, Seattle and, and Niners pretty much tied records. Yeah. Did you know the Rams and the 49ers, according to Vegas, are in the top five teams to win the Super Bowl? The Rams and the 49ers? Yeah, two teams out of this division. I like it. Um, Rams are plus 1,200. Niners are plus 1,400. To say something about – I mean, the cards, I agree with everything you said. Chase Edmonds is now starting their running back for the cards just to follow an order of what you did. Um, he was a serviceable number two. We'll see how he does as a number one. His backup's James Conner, which seems like a pretty good uh, backup. So their running back's situation seems good. DeAndre Hopkins, on the other hand, on the other side of the ball – Seems like he's by himself again. I mean, he's got A.J. Green, but when was the last time A.J. Green played a full season? Cliff Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury is definitely in the hot seat. You then said the Seattle – or excuse me, the Niners. I think the Niners will be better than Seattle this year with a healthy Niners lineup. I think Kyle Shanahan could coach me and you to a Super Bowl. I, I think he's that good. Well, how do we get recruited? Um yeah, I was going to say the last time A.J. Green finished the season healthy, the Obama administration, um, I agree that the Niners are a better overall, overall roster. I'm just going to go with Russell Wilson, who I think is annoying as hell. He's now walking back and saying his offensive linemen should be paid a lot after saying they sucked and he wanted to be traded. That's where um, I was going. That's where I put Seattle a little yeah. lower than 49ers. I, sure. I think that I think that quarterback play will be more consistent for the Seahawks. That's why I went with Seattle barely being a little bit better than the Niners. But, yeah, I think the Niners are a much better – they're a better t- overall team than when they went to the Super Bowl only two years ago yes. against Chiefs. Uh, they just have, yeah, quarterback. We'll see if Trey Lance is not inconsistent. What's also interesting is I wonder I wonder where Russell Wilson is in his contract because he kind of flexed – he kind of showed up on people's radar on requesting a trade. Yeah. Is he going into his last season? Is he playing for his next job? I – I feel like no, and I would think that he's at least got one more year after this left. We'll oh. go with that for now. Okay. Well, if if he was playing for his next job, I would I might edge him over the Niners. Uh, let's just go to the Rams. Plus twelve hundred to win the Super Bowl. They're in fourth to win the Super Bowl behind the Bucks, Chiefs, and some more obvious ones that I can't can't think of. Um, Bills. Yes. Thank you. Ravens. Yeah. Browns. Um. I think it's very exciting to see a quarterback like Matthew Stafford play for the Rams. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. And I they're, think that- they're ignoring all the financial part. I don't understand how many draft picks they have or they don't have or how much money they have in L.A., but it does not seem to exist or is a problem for them, and they're all in for the next couple of years, and I think it's going to be exciting to see them play. Yeah, I think the this whole three teams come out – three teams go to the playoffs from this division. Oh. Um, and I would, I wouldn't be that surprised if two of those teams played in the NFC title games, likely against the Bucks and the Packers. So it's pretty, pretty exciting division. I mean, it's the best division in football. 
All right, who would you uh, – the best quarterback in this in this division? Oh, it's got to be Stafford. It's be, second best quarterback in this – well, Stafford or Russell? I got Russell. But. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Kyler Murray is exciting. Um, he seems like he's running for his life a little bit more than everyone else. This is just a stacked division. It's a very interesting uh, interesting division. On the, other, on the other side, let's go Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders – I'll let you start there. Give me your breakdown. Oh, by the way, I I have the 49ers winning this, I think. I'm going to go out on the limb. 49ers will come out of this division. What is your next one? Mm -hmm. Uh, From the bottom, I got the the donkeys, as they say. The Broncos. Seven and ten. Seven? You're going to give them seven games? Yeah. Yeah. I think Teddy Bridgewater, a combination of Teddy Bridgewater, probably playing a little few more games than Drew Locke, but I think they have a much better – upcoming defense uh they got a they got some young good stud receivers um they do Cortland Cortland Finnegan Jerry Judy they got Melvin Gordon still playing still hanging around there um yeah I think they have a good enough roster around them kind of similar to um similar to the 49ers that the roster around the quarterback situation is better for the Niners but I think the Broncos are on the on the rise I think next year uh, as I've heard in rumors that Aaron Rodgers wants to go there, I would I would I would think that'd be a good fit uh, because seven and ten will get you a top ten pick, but you know Rodgers would like that roster after he departs Green Bay. Uh, uh, can I can I can I hold up there on the Broncos for a second? Yeah. At what point? Back. At what point is John Elway feeling pressure to do his job? If he doesn't land Aaron Rodgers, is there is there is he finally going to be on the hot seat? Because John Elway has missed on a lot of QBs. Well, you didn't like uh, Paxton Lynch. I thought he was great in the in the in the uh, the what bowl? The tire bowl or whatever. Yeah, bowl he was in. the macaroni yeah. and cheese bowl. I thought he did great. He overthrew a couple of <laughs> receivers, but he did great. Um, I think Elway can still hang his hat on two Super Bowls as a player and one with Peyton Manning for now. I mean, is it just the QB whisper that's like, hey, when you're done and almost washed up, I'll stack everybody around you and you can come play for the Broncos, retire in Denver? Great, yeah, great tax be- state. I don't know that. <laughs> there's got to be – I'm trying to think down the pipeline. It's probably too too, too much of a, a difficult question to think of at what quarterback is potentially the, the next in a few years will be like, I want to – I want one more. It's kind of like Stafford with the Rams. Like I want a swan song with a different team. Right. Uh, or you know, finish out my career somewhere else. Uh, Raiders nine and eight. I think that they'll miss the playoffs, but you know, I thought they looked pretty good last year. Uh, their defense is horrible, but Derek Carr and their offense is, is pretty solid. Jacobs and Drake. Um, Kenyon hmm? Drake, two Alabama players, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. Right. And guess who's catching the ball at Henry Ruggs? He's got the SEC. Yeah, right. He's got an Alabama back, back uh, offense. Yeah, and, and Gruden will be out there. Hey, gee, running out of time, Peterman. I noticed uh, that Brian Edwards, the second year out of South Carolina, was listed as their number two receiver. And behind him is Willie Sneed and John, John Brown, John Hollywood Brown. So they've incorporated some of their – experienced wide receivers with some of their rookies trying to make make that magic happen i thought they were the more interesting team in this division that being said they are the raiders don't they didn't they lose a bunch of office guys or like coaches recently it just seems like the turnover there is inevitable yeah 
No, that's true. I mean, I I didn't. Yeah, I know they had John Brown and Willie Snead. That's a good fact. It's some good, some good uh, veteran veteran um, leadership slash presence on the field for the receiving core for Derek Carr. Yeah, I mean, nine and eight. I could see them being ten and seven. I could see them being somehow eleven and six with enough offense and making a wild card. Uh, Chargers next, ten and seven. Um, Right on the uh, expectations for the Chargers. Expectations for the Chargers is your move. Hmm? Chargers coming in second. The the expect you're putting expectations on the Chargers, which I'm just. It's just like putting expectations on the Georgia Bulldogs. It's bound to fail. I like Herbert. We're kind of we're kind of a Herbert podcast. We're, we liked we liked when he got picked by the Chargers. I mean, he's uh, he's babyface. He's got a great arm. He's got Keenan Allen. He's got Mike Williams. He's got Eckler. He's got Bosa on the other side. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good defense and new coach. I think that they'll be that team at the at the. They'll be like that bubble team, maybe getting the wild card. Once we put all these pieces together, I'll be like, do the Chargers make it in or do they not make it in? Uh, like, do the like the Dolphins and the Patriots, they're interesting. Are they going to make a, a wild card? So the Chargers are right on the edge there. What do, what, what do you feel about them? They are on the edge. I'm a little worried about film finally being out on Herbert. I guess they had film all year and they still couldn't adjust. And he, the only thing that, I don't know, like the sophomore slump is the only thing I'm worried about with Herbert. He seems a pretty composed guy. He doesn't seem like a big up and down guy. He seems a pretty even keeled. Keenan Allen is just just puts up numbers. Mike Williams, I've heard he's a little banged up at camp. I hope that injury bug doesn't follow him throughout the season. And Austin Egler is a very he's a very good running back. So there all these pieces are in place. I did, it depends on how Herbert performs. Yeah, 100%. Um and should we even bother with the Chiefs? Do we know what we have with the Chiefs? Is their offensive line beef back up or is Mahomes just going to be throwing the ball as he's diving to the ground 40 yards at a clip? I mean, with their yeah, they lost Sammy Watkins and they got an All Pro offensive line. Like I, I don't know if there's anything to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rest my case. Is, I think, is, is Pat Mahomes there? Yes. Is Andy Reid there with his face shield? Yes. Is Kelsey there? Yes. Is Tyree Hill there? Is Matthew there? Yes. Yes. All right. So we covered we covered the Chiefs. Well, pretty- thirteen and four. Thirteen and four. So thirteen and four for the Chiefs. Up there for best record in the AFC. Yeah, can't cannot disagree with that. Um, let's uh, well, with the time we have, let's move on to Friday headlines, which I did not do. I'll I'll find one here. Mm-hmm. You ready to go? Uh, you go ahead. So last week, um, I'm gonna call this a kind of like with the decimal system we have for the Gorings, uh, a .25 win. I had Dragic going to the Mavs, did not happen, but he burned some bridges and pissed off Raptors management by saying that he doesn't want to hang out and be playing for a team that's rebuilding. So they got upset. So the breadcrumbs are there. Uh, We'll see what happens. And my Friday headline for this week, the Dallas Cowboys trade for Nick Foles, fifth round pick. Really? You think Nick Foles is going to be a cowboy? Yeah. I think the MRI hanging in the balance uh, are the way or the Bears have three quarterbacks. They have Fields and Dalton competing, and they have Foles hanging out, begging to be traded uh, from that three-headed monster. Not monster, but three-headed, you know, Chihuahua. And I think that Foles makes sense as a backup for the Cowboys with Dak going off an injury, got a new arm injury, and he's a lot better than 
what whoever I can't remember their names anymore from earlier. Right. I've I've two. I've two. Michael Thomas might be going to the Eagles. Let's let's see how that goes. But the Eagles also they might they might start oh he's from Ohio State and he just he just got traded from Washington. What is his name? Why did I not write this down? He played uh, t- he played tonight, had a couple he had a touchdown pass. They might announce a QB controversy in in England between Jalen Hurts and Dwayne Haskins. I'll look it up. Oh, wait, Haskins. Plays, he's on the. What's that? He's on the Steelers. Oh, that's what I meant. The Steelers. Wait, what am I talking about, dude? Why uh, am I mixing of, all this you're up? Of, you're thinking of elite Joe Flacco, the uh, backup quarterback for the Eagles. Oh, my Friday Friday headlines are the dump. I tried to make them up on the fly. Yes, Joe Flacco is still in the league. Tomorrow's headline: Joe Flacco earns his spot as third tier quarterback on the Eagles. So Joe Flacco throwing to Michael Thomas week nine when he's healed up, uh, losing the NFC East by seven games. Yes, I think. <laughs> It sounds like Michael Thomas deserves it at this point. I mean, I really, I just, I just did not, I thought he was completely stable. I I did not worry about Michael Thomas until last year when some things happened and he didn't bounce back from injury the way they thought she was and the timeline was all screwed up. That might be star receiver versus Saints um, doctors and training facility, which I get players are starting to have a little more mistrust of their team doctors, which I think is founded in something truth founded in truth where doctors want them to get out in the field before the players fully recovered but somehow this got missed this was a mistake and they should have found a way they should have knocked on michael thomas's door and slipped a note underneath and said hey this is these are your x-rays or mri something should have happened there accident mistake it <laughs> wait what um what else you got is that it is that all is it, is it time for me to sign off? That's it. Uh, Eagles, yeah. The Eagles, uh, I mean, Foles maybe goes back to the Eagles, but I think he's going to go to the Cowboys and back up, back up Dak just in case. Oh, and let's go ahead and give a shout-out to Bobby Bowden. What a oh. freaking legend. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I was writing down notes, good news, and I started with Bowden was my first part of my notes. I was like, how do I fit Bowden's death into this? It stuck, but it's good news of like how – amazing he was he was like one of the first i mean he built that program from nothing yes the guys that it was like a teacher's college before florida state was um and he built that program up from nothing he was like the pioneer for scheduling tough matchups and and not being a a weenie as they say so yeah r.i.p bobby at 91 i watched uh i watched part of the game in georgia it was like a Florida State versus Georgia Tech when like ESPN Classic while I was at Cuddy's the other day. And it was like a fourth quarter comeback. And I was like, oh, yeah. And Bobby Bowden was looking trim and looking young. And I was like, this guy, this guy, just he just made it happen. It was so sweet. Like, who didn't envision themselves? And who did uh, catching a ball or running the ball in the maroon and gold and doing the tomahawk chop? That was Bobby Bowden. He is the father of all that. Yeah, they had the – I mean, yeah, it's kind of sad because I remember Danny Cannell – Posted pictures of him going to see him. I didn't think it was like, oh, this is like his one last visit. So it's tough. And then I remember watching some of the UVA, the stop game against Warwick Dunn on TV. Um, and then they had the the famous quote from Steve Spurrier on the other day about calling it Free Shoe University. Because Bobby liked to, you know, get a little 
still weird with some cash. He was, in the- he was the first. He was he was the first, and no one should blame him for that. Now it's now it's standard. But fans, that is it, and that is all.